Morning all and uh, welcome to this morning's uh, Strategy Cafe. Um, lovely to see everybody online. Um, looking forward to chatting to a few of you live with M um, at nine um, once we sort of talk through uh, this crazy idea of creativity. Um, we're going to get to that in uh, a second um, and try and live up to the title why you are not creative enough and how to change that. Um, we are lucky to have an absolutely wonderful executive coach and professional clown in M here uh, to talk us through that. But before we get going, I just wanted to mention that after this session on creativity, of course, our next session is going to be on happiness. Of course it is. Um, that's super interesting. Um, it's on the uh, 26th of May, I believe. So mark your diaries for that. We're going to be talking to neuroscientists and head of the Happiness Index, happen also to be father and son, um, and discussing how you can harness the energy of happiness um, to drive performance within your team and your business and great culture and all those wonderful, beautiful things. So um, um, you can come and debate that point with us in, uh, in May. Um, look forward to seeing you all there. So. Hello, Em. Hello, morning. I've got the I've got the Pharrell song in my head now. Cause you're happy, come along if you feel. Because you just talked about happiness. How are you? Oh, uh, really good. How are you? Very nice to see you. Um, so Perfect. you're a so-called creative. I apparently am. Yes, this is this is the uh, the rumours. I've checked my CV, and I believe I can call myself a creative. Excellent. Tell, tell introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you. I can. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Lovely to meet you through the powers that is Zoom webinar. Uh, I'm indeed M. Stroud. There's a bit of stuff about me on the beautiful slide. And sort of over and above all of that sort of stuff that I tangibly do, including my book that Nick said, make sure you mention it. That's right. Lessons from a clown. Here it is. Because uh, I really am a clown. Uh, I, I'm on a mission, really, to help the world laugh more, think more and play more. Because I think when we're all doing that as human beings, then surely the world can only become a better and a brighter and a more successful and more abundant world. Uh, so that's me in a nutshell. I have a 10 year old son who has just walked to school by himself for the first time. And about a minute ago, he texted me. So we're OK. My child made it to school safely. We're all good. That's me in a nutshell. Right. Yeah, that's important. Um, uh, well yeah. done, And well done him. Yes. Um, so so look, let's get into this creativity thing in, yep. in a second by doing a poll. So I think this kind of was in line with what we had from the online. Not enough space in my day, too busy. A couple of people feeling not a creative person. Um, and then um, some uh, a nod for not the right tools. And I'd love to have the comment about other. Uh, so comment in chat, please, what the other is. So there you go. That's a bit of a sense for what mm. um, is holding this group back this morning, which I think was quite similar. Yeah, to what we saw on, online. So um, um, just as we get into yeah, just as we get into this, I, I put some quotes up just to get the creative juices going. Uh, creativity can solve almost any problem. The creative act, uh, the defeat of habit by originality overcomes everything. This one is kind of a bit polarizing, this next one by Peter Drucker. I kind of quite like it, but business has only two functions, marketing and innovation. I think he says after this, everything else is just admin. Um, it's quite a strong comment, right? 
not sure. Not sure I agree, but you know, anybody's an accountant watching. Sorry. <laughs> business has to be evolving. It has to be fun. It has to exercise your creative interest. So maybe not surprised that Branson says that. And then I love this last one. It's quite funny. Creative is one of the last remaining legal ways to gain an unfair advantage over the competition. I think that kind of nails it from a business point of view in a, in a kind mm -hmm. of a straight kind of way. Um, Emma, M, what is creativity? I think it really is a space and a most human process that allows us to come up with the most incredible solutions for challenges. It allows us to come up with ideas, words, sounds, actions, products, innovations that joins things together that other people perhaps haven't thought about or didn't even know that they needed. And I think creativity is one of the most human things that we all have. And yet, unfortunately, so many people believe that they're not creative. And I would challenge because I think every single one of us is inherently creative. It's just that there's a framing, hence me doing a frame around my face, almost like Vogue there, I just realized. But there's a, there's a framing around what creativity is and what it looks like. And dependent on your job role, quite often dictates whether you view your creative or not. And I believe that all of us are creative. Do you think, so that's quite interesting. So do you think if I say to myself, mm. maybe from experience, right? So maybe there's some, it feels like there's some truth in it. But if I say to myself, I'm not creative, do you think that's deterministic? Is that? I think it definitely plays a part. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a bit like everything. If you language anything of, well, today's not going to be a great day, it probably won't be a great day. Mm. So I think if you are telling yourself I'm not creative, then I'd be really curious to find out. So what made you believe that? Because every single one of us that's on this brilliant webinar right now and everyone watching was at some point a child. And when you are a child, the world of creativity hasn't been told that it's not open to you. Mm. Now, of course, when we're creative as a kid, it generally manifests through play. And of course, each and every single one of us will play in different ways when we were a kid. So therefore, there's a there's a natural equation between play, in my mind, and creativity when we're younger. And then as we become more adult, it's like, well, I've got to be serious. I am a lawyer. I'm not creative because I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor. I'm not creative because I'm a doctor. But actually, you want to be able to have that creativity of thought, that creativity of action, even in the most perhaps viewed as the most straight occupations, like I just mentioned. Mm. Amazing. I love it. Um, I just want to throw this idea at you as well. Um, mm. I came across this in my science and uh, it made me quite interested in the concept of what creativity might be. Um, I love the way you answered that in terms of sort of connecting things, making connections that otherwise are not seen. Um, I wanted to also just take it into this frame of problem solving. So the, yeah. the way I'm curious about it, so I think um, on the one hand, you can see that there are other creatures of the world that have problem solving skills. So mm -hmm. like squid and octopuses and corvids, you know, good at problem solving. So they, why would they evolve that? And you know, I think the answer is probably it's an efficient way to find stuff that you need. Um, if you are able to join the dots and make sense out of things, you can get access to the, the hidden food, right? Or 
um, an interesting way to find a, a life partner and start a family and you know things that human beings and other creatures need. So it feels like it probably is an evolved uh, ability. And then it, what, what struck me was that once you've got it, you can do it just for the fun of it. And you do see that, like people um, don't just exercise their creativity to solve the daily problems of life. They also just are enjoying the process of being creative in, for its own right. Does that make sense to you? That... It makes perfect sense. And, and I think, yeah, I mean, you can be creative, you know, because you've chosen to look up and you've seen the world and you realise that we're all part of this bigger thing that is Earth. You know, there's you can be creative in your thought process or how you show up to your own self-care. It doesn't necessarily have to be right this is my creative process time and I'm going to sit down and I've got a problem and I must think creatively because that by its very nature means that it's boxed. And if it's boxed, then you put a pressure on it. Mm. And one of the things that I'm really exploring at the moment as I'm researching my second book is this whole process about how do we approach these different facets of deeply human and creativity is such a human trait. Mm. And yet, we're scared of it. And also sometimes I believe that we try and force it, especially mm. in the business world. Mm. I think we can go, right, here's my, here's my creative thinking time. And actually one of the things that I've learned through a practice of 20 plus years of being a creative and a business owner, I think if you try and push creativity into a one hour session, mm -hmm. that's when people find it really frustrating because you're trying to push. Mm -hmm. And actually creativity requires space. Mm. And it requires free time. And it requires those things that I know in business is hard where you go, I've got two hours in my diary that's free and I'm going to go for a walk. And you just let stuff cogitate in the back of your head. And then suddenly something will appear. Mm -hmm. But when we're constantly pushing creativity, mm -hmm. then that's when we find it really, I, it doesn't work in my humble opinion. You know, and to give a tangible example, a couple of years ago, I knew I wanted to start a podcast and I was like, well, I want to do a podcast and I'm going to make it like this. And I've got this time and I need to think about it. And I tried these things and I was forcing it and none of them worked. Mm. And then I took a couple of days. And of course I can, because I work for myself, et cetera. Took a couple of days, went down to the Kent, walked along the coast and just was like, I'm going to have a couple of days just to be. And I hadn't gone with the intention must come up with podcast idea, mm. but with the space, suddenly this, Oh, I like making people laugh. Okay, cool. I, I am a clown. Okay. And then before I knew it, these sort of amorphous ideas all came to the front of my head. Mm, amazing. God, you've touched on so many things there. Um, so while we're talking about the barriers that prevent us from being creative as a starting point, mm. um, uh, so one of the things uh, that 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 um, that you, you just talked to is almost that your creativity is like a mindful experience. You can't yeah. force it; it has to be has to, you, you, something that you can be. Um, I, I feel like we have these two voices uh, that go on inside. I'm sure there are many, but there are two, these two dominant kind of tonalities, if you like, for let's, I'm going to call it rumination. Okay. So, so this voice here, this ruminating voice here is saying, I can't solve this problem. This problem is too difficult. Why have I got this problem? This is really hard for me. Uh, I'm not creative enough to do this. Right. And so that might be sabotaging yep. my uh, ability to access creativity. And I'm going to say also there's a sort of tonality of anxiety around it or fear around it. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that I uh, just asked you about this. So, you know, the, the, when you have a creative idea or an intuition, 
there can be a fear of speaking it out loud for is it a stupid idea will mm. anyone just laugh at me are they mm. going to jump all over me for saying that silly thing but then you have this other other voice it's also a rumination right but it's got a different tonality it's it sort of um i wonder how to solve this problem Mm. this problem is really interesting to me. What about this? What about that? What about the other? What if I did so-and-so and so-and-so? You said, I mean, it's still an internal ruminatory mm. kind of voice, but it's, its tonality is solving, solving the thing, mm. searching for <clears throat> opportunities or connections. Does that relate? Do you, how do you respond to those sort of ideas? Yeah, I think, I think all of us, <clears throat> I really hope everybody watching this, uh, <laughs> feels like we all have those inner voices that perhaps aren't always the most kind and helpful and I think we can quite often pay attention to that more easily because we're comfortable with it and having worked with so many you know we're all human right and all of us go this this is this could be a bit of a silly idea yeah Mm -hmm. I better not say that we've all had those moments and yeah I love that Sarah yeah you're right not minding mistakes yeah because if you're being creative you you can't be making a mistake you're just building on offers and I think this other idea of yeah having this other voice that that is the curious voice and Mm. that's the one which we need to pay more attention to so rather than going I must find the solution I've got to be creative it's like it's finding the joy in the challenge yeah because if you find the joy in the challenge suddenly it opens up so many doors and it's like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I wonder if there's that. Oh, I wonder if there's that. And then suddenly you can't help but just build on your own ideas. Yeah, and I get that. That's so powerful. So, I mean, in this space, we're sort of talking about, and this I think speaks to John John's point as well, um, you know, why people are not creative, perhaps finding an interest in solving, solving problems. So, you know, mm. wanting to do it. So um, enjoying enjoying do it, doing it. And so here we're just talking about the idea of, of um, what inhibits it so the the fear of it right um mm. now that can be in myself which is this ruminatory voice which says don't say something so stupid as that and so these wonderful ideas that don't emerge you know you kind of i sometimes think like if all of the creative ideas were expressed what would we hear you know as opposed to just kept on the inside it would be amazing um there'd be some wacky ones in there right but um yeah. in a way you know we can we can choose once we've heard them um I love uh, listening to Grayson Perry once uh, say that in order to be creative, you have to be relaxed. Mm. Does that make sense to you? And do you relate to that as a, uh, in, you know, in your practice of creativity? I think, I think you do. Yeah, I do. I, so this, this week I'm actually on my own creative week. So I, I have a week, it's generally the last week of the month where I block out my diary and it's my creative week. And, and I've got various creative projects going on. And if I just take Monday, because this is in my head, so I'm working with a, a fellow performer and we're creating a, uh, a sort of series of YouTube videos around a clown and a character and all of this world. And when I think, and she and I have worked together, we've done creative projects for, I don't know, 20 years. And the key about the success of that, and then also the speed that we can develop things Mm -hmm. is because we are relaxed. Mm -hmm. And it sounds daft, but one of the things that I really witness, so if there's business and there's performing, I'm bang in the middle of it. And one Mm -hmm. of the things that I really witness in terms of the state that business people are in is that we, and I include myself in that, when we're in our business mode, when we have a break, 
we go back and we check our emails and we kind of jump back in better see what clients are wanting all of this stuff and I'd clocked Monday and I'd put my out of office on on my you know on my emails mm-hmm. and when we were meeting to start off with we had a half hour sit and have a coffee and had a catch-up then we went into the world of work then we had another break we didn't go on our phones we didn't go into another world. And so that state that Grace and Perry, in terms of being relaxed, I think it's about really thinking about the whole construct of your whole day. Mm-hmm. It's not just a short burst of time. And I have to be in that place. Otherwise, I'm, how can I possibly expect myself to hear whatever great ideas I've got? Yeah, you've kind of got to have the capacitousness to sit with the ideas as they arise. And, and I love that word capacitiveness. I mean, that's that's the best word I've ever heard before 9am. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so, so let's just talk about enabling then. I guess the mm. first thing I want to ask you is, there's a, I feel like there's a paradox um, here because, you know, you're a professional clown. So those two words uh, kind of suggest it, right? So you're not just a clown, uh, you're a professional clown. So it suggests that there's a discipline involved. So in enabling creativity, um, how do you square away this idea of both discipline and, I guess, looseness? Mm, it's, it's a really, <laughs> I think if there is a craft um, for either acting or the craft of clowning or the craft of improvising that are three crafts that I am still developing and practice, there is without doubt a discipline. Mm -hmm. And the discipline is about creating boundaries so that you then have the freedom to play in whatever way, whichever one the crafts are. And I think quite often when people think about creativity, it's so vast, you know, the blank page is Mm -hmm. so vast. But actually, in order to really allow myself to fly, and I can only talk about my own truth, there has to be boundaries and there has to be structure and there has to be a discipline to go back to it. So I recently just did a, a, a top-up week of clowning. There is such mm-hmm. a thing. And top within up this clowning. A top, top up clowning. Yes, exactly. Okay. I mean, so in essence, I had a, a the clown a level had come down a little bit. Yeah, the clown level had come so I need to top up. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I need to top up again. And and when I went there, you know, the, the reason that I did it was just to go and in essence was to yeah, re- connect with not only the skills and people and my peers Mm -hmm. but actually it's about going back into the space Mm -hmm. and then repeating certain exercises Mm -hmm. just so it's in my muscle memory Mm. and there was something on the on the fourth day we were doing the same exercise that we did every morning and I've got to be honest my brain went I don't want to do this again I've already done it three times and I was in the business hurry up mode Mm. I was like I've done this I've taken everything I can from this Mm -hmm. And then I did it. And by the end of it, it was the most profound experience I'd had of that exercise ever in my life. Yeah. And there's a discipline about showing up to the same processes so that you can get gifts from them. Yes, I love that. But it's so hard, isn't it? Because so uh, you come to this barrier of nothingness. Yep. You're working hard on it. And you're thinking, surely there is creative, a creativity, and our, our heart is here somewhere. It must be. It must be. But nothing. Yep. And that's uncomfortable. You sit there with that nothing. Thinking, oh, it's so frustrating. Yep. I have no inspiration. But yep. And suddenly, there's more. Suddenly, there is more there. That's so yeah. fascinating. So part of the discipline, then, is being prepared to sit with it. 
when it's uncomfortable and there's nothing there and being open which is to the polar there. isn't it it's the polar of what we're yeah. told we should be doing in business okay so i love that so i think we've touched on things there that could be really practical for people in their team so um i guess we're all thinking okay how can we enable our teams and how can we enable ourselves so take down the level of fear create deliberate spaces try and find the balance between discipline and looseness uh so there's work in creativity and it needs the time yep. i think that's kind of the thing that you said so what can what can people do to I guess, avoid the worry, anxiety, um, contagion. If they say, look, let's have a creative space. There might be an instant worry, but we're not doing anything. We're not going to get anything done. Um, can we be more creative more quickly? So how can we create real spaces for people without disrupting like the normal flow of business and getting stuff done? How do we do that and enable it? I think there's a couple of things. I think on an individual level, in terms of from a leadership perspective, you have to model it. So you, I, I sort of always go back to, in terms of time, most business leaders that I work with are like, you know, I don't have enough time, everything's too busy, you know, et cetera. Mm. And actually we are in control of our time. So if we're in a position where we are a leader and we lead a culture of a business, we have to be putting actual time in our diaries where people can see it, where you go, this is my thinking time. This is my reflective time, whatever you want to call it, because that's creativity. And you have to tangibly put it in your diary and then just notice how quickly people can try and chip away at that time because they don't view it as important. So one practical thing is literally doing that. And then I think team wise, one of the things that I've seen that works unbelievably well is you just go, right, a day a month, we're not responding to clients. Mm -hmm. A day a month, we literally, we tell them and we go, this is our day where we think about the what we do and we're going to come up with amazing solutions. Mm -hmm. And you just tell your clients, if it's super, super of emergency, pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. I guarantee none of them will phone you. Mm -hmm. And you just have a day where you go, right, sales team, I want you to have a day just thinking about selling. But without getting into the weeds of here's our targets, here's our outcomes, just have a day, play with the process of it. What ideas have you had? And as soon as you do that, and having worked with a few businesses that have done that, they're like, in a day, it was amazing because there was no pressure mm -hmm. about the outcome. Mm -hmm. But the outcomes came because the process was relaxed. Mm -hmm. I also feel that that point about doing it together, and John's going to put this in the team chat, some great comments in the team chat. I Maybe we should just pick those up. Mm. Um, uh, John says, big cultural barrier, friends, colleagues you know, in business mode are just not interested and it's much easier in a team, mm. but, you know, but hard to have one. Um, I, you, you're kind of alluding to that there. I think I personally find I need something to be in dialogue with. Yeah. That creativity is a sort of a feedback loop. It's not just me on my own. Well, I need, I need something, some grit in the oyster, as it were um to 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 play off to build to build mm. on uh, so having somebody else who i'm relaxed with and who's in the right mode helps because those ideas build quickly yeah um or if i'm on my own i need a i need a, a you know, i can write and i can look at what i've written and reflect on what i've written um so i have to have some kind of feedback does that relate to you make sense yeah, I think there, there are different, depending on what the business need is, dictates, I think, what the 
how the creative process will respond and also how we are as people, because for some people, they would really benefit from just having a few hours just to go away and think and then come and share those ideas. Whereas others, depending on personality process, you know, um, you know, would be like, you know, like you and I to listen and respond, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I work in dialogue with lots of different people. And one of my main creative collaborators, you know, she'll quite often ask me questions. I'll improvise. This is for shows. I'll improvise something. She'll take stuff down. We'll film it. Mm-hmm. And then she'll then go, right, and go away. Now go and write some things about that idea. Then I'll come back and then we'll play with it. So there's different parts, you know, there's, there's, there's different, there's different parts of the process, right? Mm-hmm. I've got some great stuff in the uh, mm. here. So we should maybe pick it yeah. up together. So, um, Jess, right at the top of the call, you know, I make excuses. I don't prioritize creative projects, even though I enjoy it so much when I do do creative things. So I think that's speaking to this idea of making time for it, right? Yeah. And uh, putting some structure in there. Um, Creativity from schooling creates associations with art, but not necessarily problem solving. And I think that's interesting, isn't it? So you can frame it as about, Mm. you know, um, creative, the creatives. Um, Yeah. And uh, I feel it's way wider than that. And I think we've been talking about it as a almost like a universal skill. Hmm. Yeah, some of the most I mean, I remember working with an engineer and, you know, he ran a multi-million pound manufacturing business. When I first met him, he said, I'm not creative. And I was like, you are one of the most creative people that I know. It's just that you draw straight lines, whereas I might draw wiggly ones. And that shifted it for him. He went, oh, yeah. So, so I'm curious, just as we get to the nine o'clock point, you know, mm. what are for you, is, is creativity a skill that you can build, Emma? You know, just to, um, to David's point on here, and is it innate in us? Does everyone have it? Is it a skill that you can build? And what are your top tips for building your creativity skill? Um, I think... I think everybody is. And I really hear you, David. I think, you know, it's about really meeting people with where they're at. Yeah. You know, I think you're so right, David. You know, the risk adverse process driven people cannot be taught how to be creative. I think the question underneath what you've said for me anyway, is are they open to exploring what that might mean for them? And of course, how creativity manifests for everybody is different. And again, that whole naturally creative might struggle with boundaries and processes. I put my hand up. If you'd, if you'd met me in my early 30s, I'd have been like, don't like structure, don't like it. Whereas now, I, structure is what allows me to fly. And mm-hmm. I have definitely learned that. So I think it's, um, I think it, it's about meeting people, as I say, where they're at and depending on how they've been schooled and what they view creativity is. And in terms of top tips, I think one of the most th- most important things within businesses is actually just to ask the question, which I guess is why you've done this, Nick, is like, you know, what does creativity mean to you? Mm-hmm. And actually getting that within your team, go, what does it mean to you? Because for somebody, it might be drawing a picture. For someone, it might be playing the guitar. For someone else, it might be fishing. Mm-hmm. For someone, it might be writing a book. And so it's kind of actually ass- assessing as a group of people, as your team, what does it really mean? And then within your business, also asking the question, so what would you like to add in to the creativity mix? Where do you think there's gaps? Because people will already know. People will already know if you ask them the question, you give them space. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the other bit is, as I've already alluded to, you have to put time in your diary. 
this creativity doesn't happen when you've got five minutes in between a meeting and loads of people who come up to me, I'm not creative. It's because you don't provide the space to actually allow yourself to try your own interpretation of creativity. So that creating space is really important. And I think the other bit, truthfully, is, you know, away from the world of work, we're all human beings, right? And I think if we allow ourselves to play, and again, whatever that might mean to you, if you allow yourself play and wonder and joy in your life, Mm -hmm. you cannot help but be altered in a positive way about that. So then when you're then showing up at work, if you've been happy and I don't know, you've gone played a team sport or you've gone fishing or whatever it is, when you then come back to work, you then have a different energy and a different view. So whatever it is that fuels you, be it at work, be it at home, that's the important bit. You have to allow the space. I love it. And in that space, my experience is there are ups and downs, but yep. they're held within this overall space of it, something is possible. Uh, and I can, I can explore this and express this as opposed to being held in the overall space of this is a worry. Um, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. Um, why am I here? Will this work? Yeah. Um, both of those kind of phrases for me can be in the creative space, but the overall framing of it is it's going to be okay. Yeah. Something will happen, but I just yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah. It's the fear, and that's okay. The fear of not knowing what it is. You haven't, you know, the thing that hasn't yet been created, right? So, and, and that's terrifying to us in business because it's all about, you know, structure and systems and CRMs and processes and, you know, it's all of the finite. It's all of the the definite stuff. This is what my business does. This is how I show up. This is my roles, my responsibilities. Everything within the construct of the business world is, in essence, systemized. Yeah. Whereas, so what we're saying is that you have to, yes, have a great system, but in order to then respond in a different way, you have to free yourself of that system, which is really hard. Wonderful. Right, let's um, open things up and um, unmute in a second and come onto the call. And if you wish, just talk to to me and to M directly. I'm just going to wrap up with some slides before we do that. Um, So just a note here, you know, this is so powerful in business. Um, Here's some fabulous stats from McKinsey. Um, Strong correlation between creativity and financial performance. Like, obviously right, if you think about it, it's obviously right. Kind of feeds back to that Drucker quote, uh, I think, at the start. Um, you know, 57% of senior leaders say soft skills are more important than hard skills, so maybe more creative skills as opposed to direct expertise. I don't know what that was. Um, and um, of the soft skills companies look for, creativity is number one on the list. So just some endorsement there from, from some stats. I'll just leave you as we go through to the close of the recorded part, you know, what's the one thing, what's the one thing that you're going to act on from today? And Em, I've got a question for you, which is who is your, who's the most, for answering in a second, uh, who's the most creative person um, that you, that you know and why? Um, and then for everyone, 26th of May, uh, just moving it along, we're going to be talking about the science of happiness um, cutting through um, to you know, the truth of it all, if you like, what works, what doesn't work, and how you can harness positive emotions, positive psychology uh, within your business with Chris Highland and his dad, Clive, who's a neuroscientist. Chris is the founder of the Happiness Index, which is great, great business that, that focuses around this positive emotion 
uh, in in culture and um, performance at work.